that joy and that experience of joy is your birthright and it's yours for the taking. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business, it's about contribution, it's about meaning. That is what we seek, that is what we truly want, and you absolutely are here to serve the world, and I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Pros for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Pros is the only hair care that is 100% custom made for your hair, your lifestyle, and your preferences. No one else offers this level of personalization. Get started with your free consultation at pros.com slash dream job. We're also supported by Skillshare. Skillshare is giving you two months of Skillshare for free. You can get unlimited access to over 25,000 classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash dream job two to start your free trial today. Also, thanks to ShipStation. Right now, my listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days. When you use promo code DREAMJOB, there's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. We're also supported by Postmates. As usual, your stomach and the rest of your life are at war. You need to eat, but you can't stop what you're doing to deal with it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you want. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code DREAMJOB. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys had an awesome weekend. I really did. I have to tell you that a few months ago, I remember talking to a couple of friends of mine and I had tears in my eyes and I was like, I don't know how to do the weekends. I feel so anxious. I feel like I know how to do Monday through Friday. You know, I, I've come to a point in my life where I'm just learning how to live, how to be, how to be a human being and not a human doing. I think that we all go through seasons and cycles of what we're working on. And for me, I got so caught up in work and this purposeful mission. And it's been amazing. It's been incredible. And I wouldn't change it. I feel so grateful that I'm able to do this because it doesn't feel like a job. It's absolute joy to talk to you, to do all the things that I get to do. But um, I think that maybe early on in my life, part of my childhood, maybe it was something that was ingrained in me from a young age. Maybe it was something that was modeled for me. I don't know. Maybe it was a survival skill. I'm still working that through um, in therapy and as a person day to day. But I think that for some of us and myself included, we learn early on that our worth is measured by our productivity, that we are as valuable as insofar as we're able to take care of other people or fix something or earn it. We have to earn it. And I remember years ago, when someone read me that Mary Oliver poem, Wild Geese, about just the first line, you don't have to walk on your knees for a thousand miles in the desert. 
just this idea that you don't have to earn it, that you're loved unconditionally. And then when Martha Beck was on the podcast, I remember how revolutionary it was to me that she talked about this book she wrote called The Joy Diet. And it's all about joy and this notion that if you had joy in your day, that's a productive day. And I think that sometimes we just miss the boat. We are so busy working. And recently, the lovely Kate Northrup, who's been on our show, she has a book coming out called Do Less. And as she's putting this book out, she's been really honing this message of helping people to do less and to live more. And she posted the other day something I reposted, which was a quote from her book. It says, the way we work in our culture is as though we're in a perpetual harvest. But anyone who's grown anything in the earth knows that this is impossible. And that just really like hit me right between the eyes. That's so true. We work as though we're in a perpetual harvest. We are expecting every single day to be pulling out of ourselves the, the very best, that we should be producing the best content, that we should be writing the next book, that we should have the next milestone, that our bank account should just keep growing and growing, that every day should be this epic win. And this is just not the way it is. That's not in nature. That's not a thing. Now, what are the other things that are happening when we're not reaping things from the ground, when we're not pulling, when we're not constantly taking? Well, what's happening to the earth is that it's replenishing. There's a restorative process. There's rain that falls and there's the season where, you know, it sheds its leaves and the winter comes and it gets a chance to just sort of be in the earth and then it slowly starts to sprout again. And so that's really an interesting analogy. But when do we do that? When do we pause and when do we fill our cups? When do we restore? When do we replenish? I think that this is so important. We are constantly comparing ourselves to everyone's wins as if everybody is having a win every second. And so we're constantly giving ourselves this expectation like we're failing, we're failing. Every single day, there should be something to post. There should be newsworthy, remarkable things to be telling people every day on Facebook, every day on Instagram. This is not a thing. So I feel so happy that I'm working on this and I'm able to actually enjoy the downtime and catch my breath. And so yesterday was so fun. My family, my husband and I, we took the kids down to Orange County to this beautiful park and we went paddle boat riding and we just sat on the grass and just the breeze and being in the sun and getting those sun-kissed shoulders and my kids got snow cones and it was just so yummy. There was a peacock and we got to see this all this beautiful nature and I just loved it. And it was just me. And you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've been making space just to do that. Taking walks without my phone, reading books for fun, not for work, hanging out with the kids without needing to do something extravagant, just hanging out with them, just like sitting on the floor and not having anything planned, just sort of hanging and see, seeing where the moment takes us. I think that we need to do that more. I remember when I lived in Europe during college, I did a semester abroad and I spent time in Spain and I was all over Spain, Barcelona and Barcelona is amazing and Sevilla, Seville and Granada and Valencia and Cordoba, all these beautiful cities. But what's incredible about Europe is that in the middle of the day, the shops would close and people would take a nap. And then dinner would come and people would have these long dinners. People would sit outside with friends and have conversations for hours. If somebody said, let's go get a cup of coffee, 
they would just sit there and and it really wasn't about the coffee it was about just sitting together and being together and then after college i lived in jerusalem and i couldn't believe the way everything would just stop friday afternoon how everyone observed the sabbath taking time to be with their family coming home at the end of the week to people who made time to connect to each other and be together above everything else. And you kind of just see that behavior, like even in the beaches of Tel Aviv where people would just like stop and hang and they're just like, there's like an art to just being alive and just cultivating joy and presence. And I think we've forgotten how to be. I think that we're in danger of missing out on the most delicious moments of our lives. I don't want us to look back and feel sad that we didn't stop and smell the lavender because I know for a fact we're not going to remember the joys of looking at our phones. We're not going to remember the joys of working so many hours. So I hope that you will go enjoy the days. And it's very much part and parcel of why I wanted to start this podcast because I want people to do work that they feel like is not work. I want you to be spending your time doing things that make you happy. I think that we deserve that. I don't think you have to earn it every second. I don't think you have to do something Herculean or sacrifice yourself just to be able to have a beautiful day. I think that that joy and that experience of joy is your birthright and it's yours for the taking. You can just have it, but we have to decide that that's so. In fact, that's one of the reasons I want to keep doing these workshops. I love spending time with you guys in person and I want to continue to do the show and I can't wait for my book to come out because I, I really want to get that message across. I think if I could boil it down to anything, it's that you really do deserve it. So I hope that you'll continue to think about all of that. And I'm so excited. I love getting these DMs from you guys and these emails and it's so great to be seeing you guys taking action towards these ideas. And then it's incredible how as soon as you take a little bit of action, you start to get momentum, you start to gain clarity. You got to remember that the clarity follows the action. And so I'm rolling out this really cool bonus, you guys. You got to get in on this. My book is available for pre-sale. And if you like this podcast, you're going to love this book. And this book is in the neighborhood of like 25 bucks. You can now get the iBook version. You can get the Audible version. You can get it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble. But what I'm doing right now is I'm rolling out a really cool bonus. When you buy the book before April 4th, you get to choose from one of three free masterclasses I'm giving. One is on how to create a successful podcast. The second one is on how to create a successful online course. And the third one is what are the three essential steps to create your passion project into a profit? And so if you buy the book before April 4th, all you need is take a screenshot of that pre-order and then you get to sign up. There's a link in the show notes to sign up for one of these classes. You'll see a link in my Instagram bio. There'll also be the same link on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. So go ahead, pre-order the book. I think you're going to love it. I mean, I spent a year and a half writing it and rewriting it and really trying to boil it down. Like, what are the most essential things that I want to share with you? And I think that you'll be excited because there's so many people who don't listen to podcasts. Like, this is just not their medium. I mean, even people in my own family are like, wait, how do I, how do you podcast? How do I hear it? Where do I find it? I'm like, it's on your phone. Um, so for the people in your life who you've been wanting to share this show with, it's a great thing to share with them is to buy them the book. I think that they'll get a taste of it. And then just maybe they'll be intrigued and they'll want to start listening to the podcast. In any case, I'm really excited about today's episode. What we decided to do was share with you 
some of the dreams, some of the goals that our attendees from the Dreamtopia workshop came up on stage and shared with us. And I'm going to share with you some of the feedback that I gave to them and some of the feedback that our other guests, that our other panelists gave to them. In addition, I wanted to pull from some of the awesome conversations we've had on this podcast to highlight some of what I feel like is the best feedback and some of the things I really want you to keep in mind as you are going through this journey. So for those of you who just recently started listening to Don't Keep Your Day Job, this is going to be a nice little retrospective because we're going to be playing clips from from past episodes. And for those of you who've been listening since the beginning, you'll enjoy this because we're going to be hitting on some of our favorite moments. And not only that, but tying those into some of the questions that um, our attendees at our workshop had, which I have a feeling are pretty universal. So I'm really excited to dive in. Let's get started. So one person who came up was Shannon. She's a visual artist who works with different media like ceramic sculptures, oil paintings, and murals. She has a ton of passion and perseverance. And in the past, she successfully organized some community murals in her area, but she got burned out a couple of years ago and picked up a day job. Now she wants to go back into murals, but this time she wants to monetize her art and not feel guilty for it. And I bet she's not the only one who feels this way about charging for her work. So here's what I think about this. I want to remind you, it's quite okay for you to get paid in order to do something that's valuable in this world. Remember that money is a story we made up. We took paper and we placed value on it. And we said, this piece of paper is worth $5. This piece of paper is worth $20. This piece of paper is worth $100 and so on and so forth. And we exchange that value for things that we find valuable. So if you're making something beautiful, if you're drawing something, if you're creating a piece of software, if you're creating furniture, if you're writing a screenplay, whatever it is that you're making, you deserve and it makes sense that you would be trading that value for value. And that's all that it is. So making money is really about changing the script you have in your mind about how valuable you are and how valuable what you create is. And we have to understand that what we are is so priceless. What we have to express is so precious. And we get to decide, by the way, what amount of value we want to put on each piece of work or the services that we give or the groups we create or the blog that we have. We get to decide that. And the world will meet you where you are, especially when it is absolutely offering value to other people. You know, when Jeff Goins was on the show, he shared a story about Michelangelo that I've been repeating nonstop. And I think it's an important lesson about the relationship between artists and money. So I want to play what he said in his episode. Take a listen. You don't have to starve uh, to be a real artist. And the reason I know this is because Michelangelo, the famous artist of the Renaissance. Yeah, I've heard about him. <laughs> was the richest artist of his time. What? Not only that, he was the richest artist who had never who had ever lived at that point. Meaning nobody, no oh painter, no goodness. sculptor, nobody who'd come before him hmm. had done what he did, which was he became a member of the aristocracy. He became part of the social elite. Amazing. Now, he wasn't just an outlier. When he died, he, he had a fortune worth over fifty million dollars. After Michelangelo there were many wealthy artists. It's crazy. Wow. New precedent. Wow. Yeah. So you don't have to sell out to be successful and you don't have to starve to be true to your art. Now, Jen Sincero was also on the show. She's amazing. And she had some great insights on how you can start rewiring your relationship with money. Here's what she said. 
Writing a letter to money can take 15 minutes and can be so incredibly eye-opening uh, that it could change your life. What would that look like? Let's say I'm going to write a letter. What, what would I write? What would I talk about? Dear money, I love you. I wish I had more of you, but you make me feel dirty and insecure. I don't trust that you're really going to be there for me. I don't feel confident about making you, but yet I am so happy when I do. You know, I think people who make lots of you are disgusting and I'm worried if I make lots of you, everybody will think I'm disgusting. You know, what, what do you got going on? Oh, so much you know? of that. I and hear then, it all the time. Right. And then you yeah. look at your specific, then you take each specific one and look at it and be, is that true? Are all rich people moral free fatheads, you know? Oh God. Then it's like everything else. You shift your focus, you shift your words, you shift where you're, you know, what you're going to make yourself believe. I also love what Gretchen Rubin had to say when she was on the show about allowing yourself to have this joyful life. Here's what she said about that. There's a feeling like I don't deserve to be happy or like, you know, happiness is for someone else. Um, but there's this feeling of almost like shame around, you know, well, shouldn't I be saving the world? How is me pursuing mm, my art yes. or doing nature? Like, I shouldn't do that. Instead, I should yep. do something, you know, how do you make that leap of like, no, you deserve it and allow yourself. And that is changing the world. What research shows is that actually happier people are more interested in the problems of the world and they're more interested in the problems of other people. They're more altruistic. They give away more money. They volunteer more time. They're more likely to help out. And when we're unhappy, we tend to become isolated and defensive and preoccupied with our own problems because we're not happy. <laughs> One thing that everybody understands and it's one of the nicest things about human nature is that one of the best ways to make yourself happy is to make other people happy. Yeah, but what people often don't realize is that is the corollary, which is that one of the best ways to make other people happy is to be happy yourself. Right. And so it is a false choice to think I can think about the world or I can think about myself. You can think about the world and you can think about yourself and you're probably much better able to think about the world if you also think about yourself. So you're putting aside your own happiness generally doesn't help other people. So I hope that those pieces will help you redefine the way you think and feel about money because there really is no shame to charge people and make a beautiful living doing what you love. Okay, before we go on, just a quick ad break. On this show, we're always encouraging you to explore your curiosity, follow your interests, and seek new ways to grow. That's where Skillshare comes in. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer. Get two months of Skillshare for free at Skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. Take classes in social media marketing, illustration, mobile photography, creative writing. You're bound to find something you love. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning, thriving, and reaching those goals. Some of my favorite classes on Skillshare are the ones on watercolor painting and hand lettering, and I'm by no means an artist in that sense, but I love being able to exercise different skills and just enjoy learning in the process. So make sure to check it out. Skillshare is offering you two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free when you sign up at Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2, and that's the number two. That's Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. 
I love sending gifts to people and I know lots of you have online businesses and side hustles that require shipping products to your customers. It's awesome to share your work with the world, but shipping can be really time consuming and expensive. That's why it's such a relief that there's ShipStation. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, whether it's Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. Plus, it works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You're going to ship more in less time with the best rates available. Right now, my listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code DREAMDROP. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in DREAMDROP. That's ShipStation.com, and then enter promo code DREAMDROP. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Then we had Tisha come up on stage. Tisha has a calligraphy business and a production company. She's done a few short films with her production company. And in her calligraphy business, she makes wedding signage and escort cards and other products. But she wants to grow her audience and figure out what she could focus on selling. So I asked her if she's ever made any of those like cool videos that shows the process of creating calligraphy. And she said she's done about five of those. So I told her consistency is key. When it comes to making an audience for yourself, when it comes to making a name for yourself, yes, there's tons of people who have Instagram pages and there's tons of people with YouTube videos and all the rest, but how much of that is consistent? What's the percentage of people who show up every single day and they're passionate and they're helpful and they have so much that they want to share with you because they relate to you and they want to share what they're doing and how they're doing it that really starts to come to the surface. It really stands out. Now, I also want to share with you what Susie Moore said about the importance of being generous with your content and staying consistent, which have ultimately fueled her career. When you just put content out there, I swear it's like this magnet. It's this gift that keeps on giving. Sometimes millions of people have eyes on your content. And I just think, I'm just going to let this be easy. I'm going to use this tool that works. It's far easier than you think. Media uh, professionals are far more accessible. They need your content. They need your stories. Content is what, you know, editors and producers need to keep their jobs going. And so I think I'm doing people a favor. I'm creating, you know, what I know to be true, sharing my stories and experiences. The right people find me and so many unexpected things come to me as a result of just being generous with content. So remember, content is king and consistency is king. So I said, what if you made one of those cool videos that shows the process of you creating something and you posted it every single day and you decide, even if it's mediocre, even if it's nowhere near perfect, you're going to commit to this. You're going to be ahead of the game just by putting out a consistent video every single day. I don't want you guys to wait to have a perfect production studio. You need to go ahead and you need to create this. But creating content is so awesome. Different ways you can create content. You know, you can take people behind the scenes, show them how-to videos. You can also take people through a day in the life. You can also show people like why you're inspired to do this and, and just tell them a little bit about you. People love to see real people just having real experiences. You could even take people through like, hey guys, this is me, like learning how to build a business and here's what I'm working on and here's my struggles and here's what I'm excited about. And another thing you can do is you can teach classes on Skillshare, I told her. How many of you listen to Chris Guillebeau's show? He's incredible. I spoke at his World Domination Summit event last year in Portland 
he came on the show and he shared the story of Teresa Greenway. I'm going to play this for you again because it's so fascinating. I think this will really inspire you. This relates to one of my my very favorite stories, actually, of the, the whole year. But it's a story of uh, this woman named Teresa Greenway, and she was a baker. Uh, her baking preference was uh, bread, sourdough mm-hmm. bread in particular. So um, Teresa was, was a bit older than some folks, so she wasn't as familiar with technology. And uh, her daughter came to her and said, like, hey, hey, mom, I think you should um, teach a class on baking bread. And so Teresa was like, how does that work? Right. And her daughter's like, no, there's this new platform, this new, this new like website called Udemy, like udemy.com. Yeah. And we can actually like, I'm going to film you with my iPhone in your kitchen. You're going to talk to the camera, just like you're talking to like a group of people. And yeah. we're going to create this course basically and like put it up online and like people can watch a little trailer. And if they like it, they can purchase it and the company gets some of the money and you get some of the money. And so basically like she goes on and creates like this sourdough bread course and makes $25,000 like the first year, uh, which is two years ago, which is amazing. But then it gets better because last year she makes like four or five other courses. They're all about sourdough bread. So last year, um, I forgot what it was. I think it was like $85,000 in net income that she made from the sourdough bread, you know, empire. And the other thing about this is like, she, she was actually like really struggling when she started this project. I didn't mention that earlier. She was actually like on food stamps she had been in an abusive relationship which she left and in addition to her daughter she had a son who was autism who was on the autistic spectrum and so all this kind of stuff she was working as a wow. as a housekeeper in a motel basically oh and so like God. this like this has to be a movie. completely Someone changed her life you know completely oh changed God. her life you know but the other great thing about this example is baking bread like this is not like a new technology right like this is something that's been around for like a little bit and so there's also (laughs) if you want to learn to bake bread like there's a thousand ways to learn to do it you don't have to buy this person's course but yet people are still buying her course because for whatever reason they connect with her they like how she teaches they like her style they like the convenience of it so people often think no one would ever want to learn to bake cookies from me because like you can learn that you know on any website or any cookbook or from your grandma or whatever but there's probably some people out there that are going to, you know, wow. re- relate and respond to what you have to offer. That's really, really, really awesome. Oh, my gosh. I love that story. It's amazing. But there's all different ways that you can start to get exposure. And let me just tell you this about content. People already have access to information, right? Like if you wanted to figure out how to build a desk, you can go to YouTube and find that. If you want to figure out how to make lemon meringue pie, you can go figure that out. Whatever information you want, it's out there. You just got to type it into Google. You'll find videos. You'll find articles. You'll find comments. You'll find chat rooms. All the information under the sun is out there. So what is it then that people want? Well, it's a couple of things. Number one, when people actually come to you, let's say they're going to take a class and hand lettering from you, they're not going to pay for the class because they want the information. They're going to pay for the class mostly because they want implementation. They want to be with you on that journey. And they don't just want to go buy the cookbook and then do it themselves. They want the cookbook, but then they want the teacher next to them to show them how to put the recipe together. This is what people are paying you for. So don't ever think, well, what's the reason for me to do something? There's already information out there and there's already other people doing it because the other reason why people are going to want to be around you is because they like you. They're not going to want to learn from every karate teacher or every guitar teacher. There's going to be certain people they click with and certain people other people click with. So I was telling Tisha that this is just one thing to keep in mind. And the thing that we have to remember when we want to get hired, let's say she wants to get hired to do hand lettering for other businesses or she wants to do partnerships. 
We have to give value. We have to keep making deposits. We have to be the squeaky wheel. Typically what happens is people go right to the sale. Like they haven't given a tremendous amount of value. They haven't been peppering the internet. They haven't been going out to their local community and sharing and giving. They go right to the sale. And that's a problem. We need to give value. And so I want you to think of it like for every seven deposits, you can make a withdrawal. Whatever it is that I'm doing, before I even think about the first thing I'm going to ask people for, I'm making sure that I build a runway of tons of things that I'm going to give and I'm going to be consistent. And then I trust that by forming that community, but by building that crowd, by giving, when it comes time for me to have something to offer, which is just something else to give, but maybe this time I want to be asked to trade that value for value and people are going to pay for it. Now there's a community of people who trust me, who've been there with me for a while, and now they're excited. And now there's a different level of trust when I let them know that I'm going to be offering something else. So think about how you can continually show up for people. Think about your own business and how you might be able to start doing something consistently and what that might do to shape your community and what that eventually will do for your business. If you, instead of waiting for the phone to ring, instead of waiting for someone to knock on the door, instead of waiting for the email to come in, if you just got busy thinking, what are all the different ways that I could start sharing and giving and doing work and putting it out there? It's amazing the momentum that sprouts from that and it multiplies really fast. Another person who shared was Kelsey. Kelsey is a videographer and a filmmaker, but she struggles with imposter syndrome because she's constantly comparing her work to others. She knows she has talent and she has a gig working $15 an hour to create promotional videos for a restaurant, but that type of content is not her passion. What she really wants to do is make documentaries and tell stories of real people. She's not sure how to get her foot in that door and show her value without doing some unpaid or really cheap labor. She feels like she needs these small jobs to build up her reel until she feels established and comfortable charging more for her work. In the meantime, she's working a day job as a restaurant server. So one thing I just want to say is that when Kelsey first came up, I said, what do you want to do? And she said, well, I aspire to be a videographer and I'm struggling with that. And right now I'm working as a server. And then I said, oh, so you want to be a videographer? Like what kind? Do you want to shoot weddings? Do you want to shoot parties? Do you want to shoot for businesses? And she said, oh, well, I really want to make documentaries. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting because that's really different than being a videographer. Like those are both great, great routes, but they're just different. And she said, yeah, that's true. And I thought it's so interesting how sometimes we don't even say what it is we really want. And maybe that's something to do with imposter syndrome also. Maybe we don't think it's realistic or who am I to even say that? I should start out by saying I want to be a videographer. Maybe we're just not clear. So something I mentioned was the importance of having a vision of what you do and who you do it for. And when Mike Lewis was on the show, he shared an incredible story about how this practice paid off immensely. This is what he shared. I had visualized making when to jump. I bought when to jump.com. I started a newsletter. I, I knew this was going to be a community. And I remember going to a a dinner party at the end of 2015. I had stayed with my buddy on his couch for what was, I think, four months at the time. And I wasn't even invited to this dinner party, but there would be a speaker. So I came to listen. And before it got going, a woman next to me asked me what I was doing. And I said, instead of saying, well, I need a job. Do you know of anybody who's hiring? Which is probably what my parents would have wanted me to say. I said, I am building this community. And I took out 
images that I sketched out for a website. I showed our logo. I showed early sketches of, of our graphics and, and of our advertisements. And I showed her stories that were wrinkled and crumpled in my backpack from two years of, of playing and traveling and sketching out wow. when to jump. And I gave this stranger the pitch. And I said, I'm an entrepreneur making this community. And she said, we'd love to partner with you. I said, oh, that'd Stop be great. It. Oh my God, that's crazy. And what's crazier is she said, you know, my company does really good stuff on video. If you ever need a video partner, I said, well, I'll let you know. She gave me her card and you know who it was? No. It was the speaker for that night's dinner party. It was Ariana Huffington. Oh my God. Three weeks later, I'm wearing my same clothes I had walked off the squash tour in. This is insane. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm still on my buddy's couch. I fly myself to New York to play my last squash tournament. (sighs) And earlier that day, I get called into the office of Huffington Post. And it's on one side of this large, you know, oak boardroom, conference room table is Ariana Huffington, all of the executives from AOL and Huffington Post. And on the other side is me. And... Unbelievable. They say, you know, is this a book or a project or is this a brand? Is this a community and a platform? And I looked back and this is where it helps to be able to visualize because I had visualized that answer for years. I said to them, well, of course this is a brand. And they said, well, but we'd love to partner with you and, and your brand. And later that night, I found a lawyer. I incorporated when to jump. I got trademarks and a few weeks later, we signed our book deal. And a few weeks after that, we reached, I think, 4 million people on our first video in a series with Huffington Post, a brand collaboration. That's an amazing story, right? So what I shared was actually the story of Becky Scott. And I was telling her that Becky is a listener of our podcast. Some of you may have heard that episode, but it's quite amazing. Becky was fired from her job. She was a journalist. She actually had an injury and it was so bad. Like her doctor said, you can never type again. And she got fired from her job as a journalist and she hit this all time low. She thought, what am I going to do with my life? I had this passion to be a journalist and uncover these incredible stories and, and be a part of changing history. And now I can't even type. And her friend suggested that she start listening to don't keep your day job. And she started listening to it January of 2018. And I want to play for you this part where all of this changed for her because it's such a powerful moment. I found it January 1st. I was coming back from New York City to visit my family in Connecticut on the train. And I was just like, I want a podcast that, you know, I was feel I had that like January 1st feeling. It's a new yeah, year. January 1st feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. So I found it. And so I've basically listened to, I would say almost every episode, definitely every episode since I started listening, which mm-hmm. I believe was your second season. Yeah, which is our, I feel like you just get better with age. So I think it's our best season. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what happened? Uh, so yeah, I was laid off and I went on a walk the next day and I was just like, I'm going to make a movie. And I had always wanted this for like, I've always wanted to make a movie since I graduated from college. And I had this idea for a script that I really wanted to write. And I, it was this feeling of like complete terror in my body when I went on this walk because I knew it was going to happen. Like I knew I was actually going to do it. I wrote this script in two and a half weeks. It felt every day like I woke up and like I uncovered the next piece of like what the script was. 
And you were just um, talking I, it into a tape recorder? You were recording it on your phone? How were you doing it? So, no. So there's um there's voice-to-text technology that was on my computer. So okay. I was mm-hmm. using voice-to-text on, on my laptop in a software for script writing. Cool. Um, so cool. It was like eight hours a day, probably wow. over two and a half weeks. And I kind of burrowed myself away from everybody for those two and a half weeks and then sent it out to kind of my closest film peers and people that I'd had a script writing group before with. And I, and I sent it to them and I had made it clear also prior to even writing the script. I was like, I want to make a movie who's in. It's incredible, right? She didn't wait. She just said, okay, I got to take the next step. I might not know what it is, but I'll figure it out. And remember, there's an incredible quote from Tony Robbins where he says, the tyranny of hows has destroyed millions of dreams because if you have a strong enough why, you will figure out the how. And so often people allow the how to stop them dead in their tracks and they wait the next eight years and overthink it because they have no idea what the how looks like. And I'm here to tell you, I had no clue what would happen with this podcast. All I knew was I was going to record the first episode and then I recorded the next one and then the next one. And then slowly I started figuring out, okay, what's the next thing we're going to do? And then I wound up getting a call from someone who said, I work at a lit agency. You should have a book. And I got a book deal. And then Emma and I, my producer, we started working and saying to ourselves, what's the content we're really creating? Oh, what's the next thing we should do? Oh, let's add a second episode every week. Let's talk to the listeners. Like it's always evolving. You build the engine while you're flying the plane. And so what I was telling Kelsey is that it's so important that if she wants to be making documentaries, make documentaries. And Becky's story is amazing. Just to finish it out, I'll tell you, those of you who didn't hear her episode, it's amazing to hear the story. So you should go back and listen. But basically, she wrote this movie in two weeks. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to figure it out. I've never done this before. I'm going to need actors. And she decided to reach out to Janine Garofalo, who was somebody that she's always loved. And sure enough, she said she's never done this before, but she replied and said, sure, I'll do your movie. And it was like this totally unknown person's email. And Becky's like, oh my God, she wrote back. She's going to do it. They did a Kickstarter campaign. They raised money to shoot it. She had never been a director before on set. She figured it out. She directed. She was scared, but she did it anyway. And I'll put a link to it in um, the Don't Keep It Up Facebook page so that you guys can go check it out. You can see the trailer to this movie. But the point is that she decided to make Make it. And it's amazing what has happened since she did. So another story that's similar to that is Jenna Fisher. When Jenna Fisher was on the podcast, if you guys haven't heard that episode, it's so good. Um, Jenna Fisher played Pam on The Office and she now has a show called Splitting Up Together. But Jenna was talking about how she came out to LA and she was going on all the auditions she could and doing, you know, student films and industrials and all this stuff. And she realized, you know what? I just got to start making stuff. Like if I want to be on TV and film, I got to start making TV and film. If no one's going to cast me, I'll cast myself. And so she said to some of her friends, and it was interesting, like her friends back then that were also struggling and trying to get their moment in the spotlight. uh, One of her friends was Jason Siegel. And she said, let's make something. And so instead of waiting around, they made this mockumentary about a group of people who worked in an office at a nonprofit. And it was essentially the exact idea and premise of The Office. But she had never seen The Office. She had never seen the British office. And they made this mockumentary on their own. It went to a film festival. People loved it. 
sure enough, a few weeks after that film went to the festival, Jenna gets called in to read for the part of Pam Beasley on The Office. And when her agent called her, she explained the part and she said, are you joking? I just spent the last year and a half of my life playing this part, basically, like doing this exact thing in this movie that I made. And she's like, oh my gosh, I know this part. I've told so many people this Jenna Fisher story. I just want to share with you how it all played out because I love it so much. My instructions from the casting director were, don't come in all glammed up. Real person, look like a real person. And then she also said, and don't come in and do a bunch of shtick. Dare to bore me. God, that's amazing. I thought I will take your challenge. And so I wore an outfit that I wore to my day jobs, which was some ill-fitting pants, very sensible shoes. And I let my hair dry naturally into a kind of pinky frizz. And I put it back in a clip and I did not wear any makeup. Because that's what I looked like when I answered phones for the many, many years that I answered phones personally. One of my auditions was an actual audition scene. And that was easy because there's material there, you know. And what I didn't do was try to show off in the material or add funny lines. I just did the material. And then they sat me down and they did an interview, a mock interview. And the first question was, do you like being a receptionist? (laughs) And... The way I played it was to say nothing for a very long time, to think about it, and decide that I would tell the truth, but that's all. So I just said, no. (laughs) And then I did not elaborate. Right. And they loved it. It's amazing to hear how her DIY film kind of set her up to step into this role of a lifetime. It really was the game changer. So what's the point? The point is you go ahead and do it, right? Whatever you want to do. We live in such an incredible time. Like when you don't wait and you just show up and do things, it's just absolutely riveting what can happen. There's just so much opportunity right now. So I can't say it enough. Like if you want to be making documentaries, go ahead and make a documentary, figure it out. You'll have so much fun. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen from that. All right, before we keep going, let's just say a quick thanks to our sponsor. Thanks to Postmates for supporting our podcast. Other than your absolute best friends, who could you ask to bring you red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., and a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Postmates. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. I use them almost every day. And I love how convenient it is. I'm a busy person. And to be honest, I'm not a great cook. So this is absolutely the perfect thing to make sure my family is fed with healthy, yummy food. You can download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and you can track your delivery 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code DREAMJOB. That's code DREAMJOB for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle, get the food you love fast at Postmates with code DREAMJOB. Custom hair care is popping up everywhere. With big brands, it's probably just another gimmick to charge you more for shampoo and conditioner. But Pros is the new custom hair care company that's doing it right. 
Pros is the only hair care that is 100% custom made for your hair, your lifestyle, and your preferences. No more off-the-shelf products that sort of work. Pros formulas are made with exactly the right ingredients to treat your unique hair needs with natural premium ingredients. You can go to pros.com slash dreamjob and complete a free consultation that covers everything like your diet, exercise, even your local climate and water quality. You can also customize your products to be vegan, silicone-free, gluten-free, or fragrance-free. I took their consultation and it's super cool. They ask about my hair type, environment, lifestyle, and then they recommend a few custom products like masks, shampoos, and conditioners based on my specific needs. With over 50 billion possible combinations, your pros products are truly one of a kind because they are designed specifically for you, made in New York, and shipped right to your door. No one else offers this level of personalization. You can get started right now with your free consultation at pros.com slash dreamjob. That's pros.com slash dreamjob for your free consultation. There was one more amazing idea from someone who got up on stage at the workshop. She basically told us that what she wants to create is a jewelry making business for kids, but the jewelry they make is made of candy, like gumball necklaces and candy bracelets. She's been having so much fun with that. She's gone to a couple orphanages and she's taught these classes with kids and helping them make this jewelry. And I thought this was just the coolest idea. And she said, but how do I monetize it? And do you think it's really going to work? And I said, oh my God, you could totally monetize that. And then we talked about making the money again. And she said, you know, do you think I should make money for it? I said, of course you should, because the more money you can actually make doing this, then you can be giving free stuff to the orphanages and all of that. And you can give so much more when your cup is full and you have more to give. And Don't forget, Mother Teresa said it herself, it takes a checkbook to change the world. So there's no shame in making a great living and it's exciting and it's cool. And then you can start giving tons of stuff to other people and you can do good. And like Cynthia Jammin, when she was here and she talked about Twirly Girl and how she's able to make seven figures making these gorgeous dresses. It's amazing that now, not only is she making dresses, not only is she sewing beautiful clothes, and I've been a fan of her work for years because I have three little girls. But she told her story on the episode about how she was abused. And it's a really intense episode, but I was so honored that she shared it. She was so vulnerable and it was such a intense story. But she was abused from the age of seven to 12. And eventually she was able to help um, put the man who abused her in prison for life. But what's incredible is that now that she's built a successful, profitable, beautiful business making and sewing these dresses, not only is she making a living, but now she has this huge platform. And when she speaks out and shares her story about abuse, she's able to heal so many people. She's able to give strength to so many people. That becomes a byproduct. The more successful you are, now it's not only that you can give to people because you have more resources, but you then have a platform. You then have a larger reach. You have a big community and you can now be speaking out for things. And it's really beautiful and amazing what can start to happen. So I said to her, okay, I have so many ideas. I'm like, all right, so you want to make these candy necklaces, right? You could call, you could start calling shops, but I would always ask you, no matter what you're selling, who is your target buyer? Who's buying it? They said, there's other ways to do it. You can make a subscription box where 
every single month people would pay and then it would come to their door and these kids would get to open the box and every month it would be a different candy and a different instructions of how to make something different with this candy every month. And maybe then you add another component where there's an online aspect, there's a workshop aspect where you're not having to go in person to visit 15 kids at a time and teach these workshops. But I said to her, you could do this online where people could be watching you do these jewelry workshops for kids. And it's like a subscription that people pay. Let's say it's like 20 bucks a month and you do like two classes a month or something like that. And that's actually really reasonable. And wouldn't parents rather their kids be sitting in front of something like that and be doing an online class than in front of the computer watching just some like nonsense, right? And it would be really fun. And then in addition to the class, they could be buying the materials from you and you could be shipping out, you know, the set of gumballs they need and the wire they need and the little clips that they need. Like there's so many ways to do this. I told her you could also do um, mobile classes. You could have this all over where there's people in different cities and you train them. They get to be part of this idea. And let's say it's called Candytopia Jewelry or whatever it's called. And they could be a Candytopia Jewelry teacher. And you would give them the curriculum and show them the things that they're going to make. And they basically get like this turnkey business. You say to them, okay, the first six classes you're going to do, you're going to make these six jewelry pieces. And then you do this legwork to start to talk about this online and run some Facebook ads and make content and develop your Instagram. But then you have teachers in different cities. And when somebody wants to hire them for a birthday party or just to come over and do a jewelry class at, in the after school at, at, a, at a different school, they could do that. And shoot, her eyes were like lighting up. I'm like there's so many ways to make this into a business. It's so, so cool. Not to mention, you could just sell the kits, right? These like candy jewelry making kits and you could start selling them at different stores. And I could see places like Kitson and different places at the Malibu Pier and some of the shops in Beverly Hills. I could see them selling this. I could see parents loving it. So I want you to think like, how can I get busy like creating a whole world around these ideas? And then the very next thing to do would be, okay, how do I start to let the world know about this? And again, remember, you don't just want to advertise. You don't just want to say to people, here's what I do and here's what it costs. You want to develop a relationship with people. You want to take them into the process. You want to show them really cool videos. If you watch Cynthia Jammon's videos of Twirly Girl, it's so fun. Like, they're like these little movies. The content she creates, it's not like a sales video. Like, here's my dresses. Here's what they cost. They come in this color and this color. No, she takes you into this whole world. And then when you're buying the dress, you're not really buying the dress. You want to be a part of that world. You like her. You like the story. Like, this is what we're selling at the end of the day. What people, people have no problem spending money, you guys. Like we live in a culture where people love to spend money. It's like retail therapy. We love buying things. Like we love like getting tickets to something or buying some awesome new thing. So that's not the problem. But for us, people who are wanting to create things to offer, we need to be clear about the psychology behind what they're buying, why they're buying it. And why they're buying it is not because it's like this thing you're going to convince them is like a great product for the right price. They want to buy you. They're buying something because they want to be associated with the feeling of this brand, of who you are, of the story, of all the cool stuff you're going to build around it. All the content from the how-to's, from showing them how to make things, from showing them what your life is like, all of the cool things that surround what it is that you're offering. 
So I hope this was helpful and I hope you learned a few things. If you were inspired, take action do something. I feel like sometimes we get inspired and then we wait. We're like, all right, next time I get inspired, I'll do something. No, if you're inspired, scribble some ideas down now. Do something now. It's amazing what might happen if you just start getting into action. I think the greatest hangup we all have, the greatest issue, I talk to so many people and they're like, I don't know what to do. And really what they're saying is, I'm just not doing anything. And once you get in there, once you start doing the work, I think the biggest reason we don't get into the the work itself is because we want it to be perfect. We don't want it to suck. We want it to be amazing. We can't bear it if we're making something that's mediocre. And that's why I often say, have the courage to make mediocre things because you're going to have to make things consistently and you're going to have to just do it and do it again and do it again and again and again and again and again. The clarity follows the action. So I really, really want you to just start. And I can tell you that the people who I look at who are are successful, they're not the most talented. They're the people who have the courage to tolerate their inadequacy and to just be busy and making the next thing and going, oh my God, I can't believe that was my first podcast. I hate how I sounded. I'll put it out anyway. Oh my God, the second one, not that much better. It's okay. I got to keep going. Not going to overthink it. Got to keep going. Or whatever they're doing, whether they're creating their screenplay or making their first 17 cheesecakes, like Greg Franklin said, the first one wasn't that great. The second one wasn't that great. Just keep going. Keep making things. So if if you're feeling inspired, do something about it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I know that you have an infinite amount of possibilities of what you could be doing with your time. It's such an honor that you choose to spend your time here. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. If there's any other episode that you've just been loving, take a second right now and share it with a couple people. And not only that, do us a favor and make sure you're subscribed to the show. It takes a second. It costs nothing. It's free. It helps us more than you could imagine. If you want, you can leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. If you want to chat with me, you can find me on Instagram at kathy.heller. And don't forget, pre-order the book because I will be going live soon and doing these three incredible free masterclasses. One is how to create a successful podcast. You guys know I started this podcast from scratch completely on my own without anything like no email list, no famous last name, no book out. And we're at almost 6 million downloads two years later. So I want to teach you guys some of what I've learned. So go ahead and pre-order the book. You can take a free class from me on how to create a successful podcast. I'll also be teaching a class on how to create a successful online course, or you can choose from a class on what are the three essential steps to turn your passion project into a profit. If you want, you can order three books, get one for two friends and you can take all three classes. But in any case, you will definitely get to choose which one that you want to take for free. If you pre-order the book before April 4th, which is this Thursday, you can find the book on Amazon. You can find the book at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book. There's also a link in my Instagram bio. Find the book, order it, take a screenshot, and then you can find a link for how to get your bonus class. Um, And that link is in the show notes. That link is also in my Instagram bio as well. I love you guys. I look forward to what's to come. And I'm so proud of you. You deserve it. Keep going. I'm cheering for you. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com. So many times I chose to run. So many times I held my tongue. I held my tongue.